Hey listeners, this is your host, Maihan Rofi, and welcome back to our podcast, Lawyer Lyrical. Today, the podcast will focus on different ways a person can become a lawyer, and we will also have our very first guest, Meredith Shade, an attorney in California as well as in Arizona. So many of us know the regular route of going to law school, which is three years, and then taking the bar exam afterwards. However, some states such as California, New York, Maine, Wyoming, Vermont, and Washington offer the Law Office Study Program. California's Law Office Study Program is grounded in State Bar Rule 4.29. The bar doesn't supervise apprentices. That's a task of the supervisors who must either be a judge or an attorney and must have at least five years of good standing with the bar. Simply working for the attorney or judge won't do it. Law readers must actually follow a self-designed study course under the sponsor's supervision for at least 18 hours a week for four years or 48 consecutive weeks a year. After the first year, participants must pass the Baby Bar or California First Year Law Students Examination. That is given twice a year, once in June and once in October. Those who pass it within three attempts get credit for all the study up to that point. If it takes more than three tries, they earn credit for only one year of study. And then after your fourth year, you take your bar examination. So that is the Law Office Study Program. And those were the two ways you can become a lawyer. Shifting gears a little bit, I would like to introduce our very first guest, Meredith Shade. So thank you so much, Meredith, for taking time out and coming onto our show, and welcome to Lawyer Lytical. Thank you for having me. If you could please give a brief description about your background and what law school you had attended and what type of law do you practice right now? Um, well, I graduated law, I went to law school in 1999, which seems forever ago, and uh, I graduated in 2003. I went to Thomas Jefferson School of Law, which was a wonderful school back then. It was very small, and uh, you had a lot of access uh, to the professors and interact with the professors, so I enjoyed That's why I chose there, because that was what I was looking for. And I initially went to law school because I had always wanted to be a criminal prosecutor. Um, but as time went on and then I graduated and passed the bar, uh, I decided to shift that, and I went into family law and practiced that for a bit. And did you enjoy practicing family law? I, I didn't enjoy it that much. It wasn't it wasn't something that uh, I enjoyed because um, it deals a lot. I mean, I enjoyed it in the sense that I, it it's a very t- tough area of law because you're dealing with uh, two spouses a lot that are battling, and I always I always just felt sometimes that they forgot about the children that were involved, and people let their anger get in the way of what was in the best interest of the child. So that kind of bothered me. So I didn't really enjoy practicing in, in the area of divorce law because it wasn't something that motivated me or made, that I was interested in. Like, like criminal law, really, and civil rights law I love, but family law wasn't something I, I enjoyed practicing all that much. I do admire the people that do do it, but it wasn't something I enjoyed doing. Okay. And for how long did you practice family law? Uh, I practiced family law for, I think, a good seven years. And practicing family law, how did this affect your day-to-day life? Um, well, it's, uh, you know, I, I 
anyone that goes out and opens up their own practice right out of law school after they pass the bar, because that's what I did. Um, and it works for some, but in retrospect, I would, it, you know, had I gone and gotten a job at some other firm instead of opening up my own shop, maybe things would have turned out differently. But, you know, because when you open up your own law practice, it's not just about practicing law. It's about running the business. It's about collecting the money. It's about all this stuff. And, and I, I was new to all that. So that was uh, difficult for me. So there's a difference between opening up your own law firm versus going and working for somebody. I, I wish I would have done that first. Okay, thank you for answering those questions. Oh, it was difficult because I was trying to, I was learning on the job, essentially, how to, to handle everything. I mean, I figured it out, but it's a lot of work. Practicing law is a lot of work. Yes, you are right. Uh, practicing law does take a lot of effort and work. Um, but even before that, you were probably very stressed as a law student um, studying for exams and as well as studying for the bar exam because that takes a lot as well. Yes, it does. And anyone that thinks that it doesn't uh, will find out the truth. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. It's very time-consuming. But if you do the right things and continually are working at the end goal, then by the time you study for the bar, hopefully... You only have to take it once and not take it, uh, you know, five times. It's not an enjoyable experience. It's held twice a year. And so your life is pretty much on hold. And if you're intending on taking the California bar exam, that is one of the hardest bar exams in the country. It's completely different than the uniform bar exam. Um, California bar exam is five one-hour essays a 90-minute performance exam, and 200 multiple choice. It's very grueling and time-consuming, and it, it's a lot of information to... You can't just memorize the information. You have to understand it to be able to apply it. So yes. that, that, that's the important thing. Yes, and thank you so much for explaining those aspects. Um, so my next question is, what do you do now? Well, back in 2004, 2005, I got hired as an academic support uh, adjunct professor and a legal writing professor. And so that's kind of how I got started and what I'm doing. Ultimately, what I do is I run my own private uh, bar tutoring and law school tutoring company. And now I'm actually working with students that are receiving tutoring during the four-year uh, internship studying under an attorney program. Essentially what I do is I work with a student and teach them the law. I teach them the law so that they can take this bar and be successful and not, you know, I supplement what they're doing, what they would normally be doing, which is, you know, reading cases and stuff like that. I'm teaching them directly the law and then I'm having them apply it, whether it's an MBEs, I teach them how to do the multiple choice questions to improve their scores, and I also teach them how to write it um, because there's this whole different writing style in the law, which is the IRAC or the ARAC writing style, and it's not something you can just teach. It's something that comes from practice and, you know, understanding truly what analysis is is not something that is just going to click on day one. You need to be able to understand any given facts that you're given And you have to recognize what area of law you need to be addressing. And then you need to take those facts and apply them 
to explain if particular elements are satisfied or not. Right. So that's what I work with the student on to teach them how to do that. And we continue to practice it over and over and over till where it finally clicks. And then we move on to the next subject and we start all over. And then the student is confused and then I teach them and then we apply it and then they work on it. And then, you know, we build that up to the 14 subjects that are tested and then you're ready to go take the bar. (laughs) Yeah, that boggles my mind. (laughs) Um, Well, maybe you can go a little bit more in detail than I did earlier So the law office study program, we understand that it is not law school. It is an apprenticeship program for four years. And essentially, after taking the bar exam, you become a lawyer. These are just different options. So you can either go to an ABA law school, which is a school that is approved by the American Bar Association. Or in California, they offer options where you can attend a non-ABA which is certified by the California, but not necessarily recognized by other states. It's a non-ABA law school. If you go to a non-ABA law school, you would be required to take the baby bar exam, which is a mini version after you complete your first year of law school, which is towards criminal and contracts. After you complete those subjects, you will be required to show that you are fluent and understand uh, those subjects and pass a baby bar version of what it's a mini bar mini bar it consists of four essays and multiple choice questions um, if you pass that you will be allowed to continue on in your studies for the next three years and be eligible to sit for the california bar exam the lawyer study program is the same concept instead of going to law school you're essentially doing on the job learning you're working with this attorney that is mentoring you and then in addition to that people come to me to also help them learn the law. So I teach them the law in conjunction with them working and mentoring this attorney, mentoring them. Um, you still have to do the same thing. You have to read cases. You have to be able, you know, you have to show that you're you're studying. You have to prove up what you're doing. You constantly have to report, be reporting back to the bar. You have to show that you're writing essays and doing multiple choice questions. You're following the same format that you would in a law school. It's just a different, it's, it's a different environment than going to a fixed facility uh, classroom with a bunch of people or doing an online program. These are just three different ways to be able to to be eligible to sit for the bar exam. So I, I take my hat off to people that do this in this uh, this program because a the, the the pass rate for California bar is very low in the first place um, but especially when you're doing this internship program uh, the is very low for the baby bar. I know many people uh, that have been, I know, I shouldn't say many, I know certain people that have been successful, but they worked very hard to achieve that result. Um, But, you know, it's not for everybody. Some people enjoy going to the fixed facility school and and going through law school that way. Uh, But it doesn't matter which way you do it. We all have to know the law and pass the same bar exam. So, how you, it doesn't matter how you get there. It matters uh, at the end when you get that certification and are able are given the the okay to proceed and go out and practice law. And a lot of people get confused with the LSAT and the baby bar being the same thing. Can you please give some clarification on this? The LSAT is a requir- is, an, is a test that you have to get in order, and that that's a gauge. You know, there's there's criteria that law schools. 
you know, depending on the score that you get, will make you make you. Uh, it's like applying to Harvard versus applying to some other school. Harvard takes the top tier students. They use the LSAT as a as a, a gauge on whether the student would be even be eligible to t- that they would even consider taking in their school. So it's just like the SAT exam. Yes, the LSAT is the SAT, but the LSAT for law school. It's the entrance test that you take and then apply to a law school. You don't necessarily have to take the LSAT exam if you're going to some of these non-ABA law schools or doing the law internship program. So the LSAT is just a test. It has nothing to do with the baby bar. The LSAT does not test you on criminal law or torts or contracts. It tests you on analytical skills and reading comprehension, which are important functions in a law school uh, environment. But the bar itself tests you on the law. That is the distinction. And the, and the other distinction is, is that they have nothing to do with each other. The bar exam is a requirement in order to practice law. The baby bar is a requirement to continue on with your studies in law school. The LSAT is an entrance test to to give the, the law school uh, uh, some information on whether you would be somebody that they would admit into their school, just like the SATs. Yes, and looking at the statistics from the California State Bar website, we see that there was a 26.3 percentage pass rate for the baby bar students who are pursuing the law office study program. So Meredith, do you think students are better off actually just going to law school law school um, instead of pursuing it this way? I would say that I don't care if you go to law, go to a fixed facility law school, you go to a non-ABA law school, an ABA law school, or you do the, the lawyer apprenticeship program. Either way, you have to put in the time. The difference is, is that when you're going to a law school, that is your job. Most people, a lot of schools make it a requirement that you cannot work when you're going full-time um, to, uh, you know, for a law school program. That's the difference between a lawyer apprenticeship program and a full-time law school. And in a lawyer apprenticeship, you're, you're working. You have other things going on. That's why some people choose these options because it fits more neatly into their, their current situation in life. A lot of people don't have the time to just dedicate purely to school and nothing else. So either way, you need to learn the law regardless of what program you choose to decide. So, so you know, to say that uh, going doing the law apprenticeship is not law school is misleading. You are doing law school. You're just, you're learning, you're learning on the job, which I think is something that law schools should do. They should make a requirement that you go out and you have to work with an attorney for a semester. They don't, that's not necessarily a requirement. When you work with an attorney in the day-to-day you know, uh, law firm, you're seeing how the operations work, but you're only learning that aspect of the law. The, the attorney all has, has to also work with you on all areas of the law, which is why then people come to me to supplement that. But you are still learning the law. You're just not sitting in the day-to-day, you know, uh, nine-to-five classroom setting and then going home and studying, and that's your only thing in life that you're focusing in on. You, you have other things going on. So that's what makes it more difficult because you have to find the time uh, to put in to do your studies and to practice on top of everything else that you're doing. So maybe that's why the, the passage rate is lower. I'm not really sure. But at the end of the day, so long as you put in the time, regardless of how you're going about 
achieving this goal of trying to take, be eligible to take the bar exam and then pass it. You got to put in the time and I can speak to you. You do that. And that's why you've been successful so far. That's the work ethic. And you understand that working with the attorney and then working with me is not the only way you're going to be successful. You understand that you have to put in the time and do the research and do the work. Then you're going to be successful in majority of everything you do in your life because you have a good work ethic. Thank you so much, Meredith. Um, you really have to be determined and very disciplined if you want to go into this route. And that is a little bit about my background. Um, I am currently in the law office study program. It is my third year and I have one more year left. I am currently working with an immigration attorney. So I am hitting two birds with one stone. I get to know how to handle immigration cases as well as learn law. But enough about me, you guys. Um, also, Meredith, how can students get in contact with you, either students who are currently in law school or students who would like to pursue this program or students who would like to go to law school? Um, you can look me up at Shade Law Tutoring, S-H-A-I-D, uh, Shade Law Tutoring. And you can find my information there. And you can also email me at mshade at cox.net. Um, I'm sure that you can post those things uh, for me. In your, you can spell it out cause, so long as people, I don't know if people can hear me clearly. Um, but again, it's Shade Law Tutoring or mshade at cox.net. Um, and you can reach out to me that way and I'd be happy to answer your questions. But essentially, when people come to me, I'm teaching them the law in very plain English terms so that they will understand it. If you can come to me, whether you're doing the law apprenticeship program, going to a non-ABA law school, or going to an AB law school, and it doesn't just have to be here in California. I work with people all throughout the country. I even have somebody that I work with that's in South Korea uh, that went to law school here. The law is the law. It's pretty much universal throughout. You don't need to know states. You only need to know state-specific stuff when you're taking, um, you know, it depends on what bar exam you're doing. So you don't even have to worry about uh, that right now. That will come later, the state-specific stuff. Um, so if you would like to get some information on my program, feel free to contact me through my uh, Shade Law Tutoring website or through my email mshade at cox.net and that would be the best way to get in touch with me um and i'd be happy to answer any of your questions thank you so much again meredith um it was an honor having you and thank you so much for talking about the law office study program uh law school and uh the different aspects of becoming a lawyer oh my pleasure thank you for having me and that sums up our podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. But please tune in next week where we will be having our next special guest, Bashir Ghazialam, an attorney based in San Diego, California.